Hello, and we are back at the Music Profit this week. So this week, I'm kind of stoked because, I don't know, I mean, if people know me, they might know that I listen to a lot of rap, but if you don't know me, now you do know that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so this week we have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a local legend, but someone who's been in the game for a while. Going on 10 years, man, if not a little bit longer than that. And uh, what's your name, dude? Concept, Eric Pettyclair, a.k.a. the fucking, the crazy mathematician in the booth that'll chop you up left, right, and center and make you sound like a goddess. Concept. Dope. And so just, and so kind of, you write, you produce. Yes, I produce, I mix, master, video editing, all that kind of fun stuff. Do it all on my own. Don't want to depend on anybody else in the city. Just me, myself, and I, my friend. How's that process, like, how's it been starting out? Stressful. Stressful, as you can believe, man. Um, a lot of people in the city just have doubt because when they think of local rappers, they just think, you know, it's just this basic flow that everyone else is going to have, super generic and stuff like that. So to stand out in the city when there's a few other people that try to do the same is uh, quite difficult. And, like, learning without anybody who really knows what they're doing is a challenge. So, like... We live in 2019. I depend on YouTube like all day, every day, my man. Like it's it's the only real source of education you can have unless you're going to school for this, which I didn't. So I'm just trying to learn all on my own, you know? Yeah, that'd be crazy. I mean, and it's a lot of, it's a lot of time to put into. Hours, countless hours. Like it's, to make a song, if it's a simple song, you know, just a couple of layers of vocals, it probably takes about an hour or so. But then if you want to get it in a really complex song, you're looking at maybe a full day, like, you know, 12, 13 hours of just picking pieces and making sure that everything is exactly where you want it. Then on top of that, you toss it on a USB stick, throw it in a car to make sure it sounds good in a car, then different kind of headphones, different speakers. So you can kind of please wherever someone's listening to the song, because mm-hmm. it might sound good in the headphones and you throw it in the car and there's, there's like no treble because there's a lot of treble in the headphones, just not the car speakers. So to find a happy medium, have fun. It's a pain, man, it's a pain. Yeah, that's uh, because mixing it is like making the mix levels yeah. be equal everywhere would just be ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Throwing compressors to make sure that things aren't standing out more than others and playing with volumes on certain sections of like the track, it's, it's a pain. <laughs> yeah, especially with rap, right? Because when you look at other genres, there's sort of the main sounds stand out naturally. Yeah. But in your case... Well, I mean, like sometimes I, I'm a very like vocal artist. I don't go in there monotone. So like some people they'll just be rapping like this and it's the same thing it's the same cadence and then other people will be like two feet behind the microphone yelling like this so to get the energy in the room to be consistent a lot of the time it depends on the like the producer right the guy who's yeah. mixing all the vocals because if someone doesn't know what cadence is and a consistent flow then <laughs> yeah it's gonna sound like garbage bro <laughs> there's no way about it <laughs> yeah it's but when did you like when did you start when was the first time or like when was the first sort of time period that you're just like i want to get into rapping okay you really want to dive this deep let's do it all right okay so i'm gonna tell you the story of how this all started and for anyone listening out there this is about to get real depressing but real awesome real quick okay it's inspirational at the end okay yeah like it is that i mean my story's pretty messed up bro okay so when i was a kid i used to live in a small city called gogama if you know where that is it's like two hours it's on your way to timmins and population was like 400. We didn't even have a grocery store, bro. That's how small this place was. We had a liquor store and a little restaurant and that's it. We had dirt, <laughs> that's that's it. 
anyway, uh, it was my mom and dad's anniversary. So we decided, me and my dad, were like, let's go buy my mom a brand new car. So we drove all the way to Sudbury, bought the car, did groceries and whatnot. And on the way back, we hit a moose. So when we hit the moose, my dad died on impact. Like basically, I know the cop personally. He told me the cop, uh, my dad went in the car at six foot three, came out at six foot. Like he got crushed. And I was only like seven years old and I was in the front seat and I was declared pretty much dead on arrival. Like I, yeah, I managed to get out of, like the car looks like a pop can, bro. There's no roof, no hood, there's no doors, no windows, nothing. It was just, and I managed to get out of the car and my mom always told me, walk the yellow line if you're ever in trouble. And this dude actually looked in his rear view mirror after we hit the moose and seen sparks. So he turned around, he seen me with like no leg left. I was literally torn from my crotch all the way down to my ankle. Like I was supposed to bleed out. Anyway. He brought me to the hospital, all that fun stuff. Then to cope with that pain, that's when I started writing poetry about it all. And uh, ever since then, man, I got into high school and I was like, dude, the way that I'm writing this poetry, it kind of seems like hip hop. And that's when I got introduced. My family was really on country, old rock and roll, a um, little bit of R&B and stuff like that. But I never really heard rap. And then when I got into high school, that's when I was like, this poetry in quotes is hip hop music. And that's when it started, man, like not eight, ninth grade, just started really going crazy with it. I started doing like talent shows on my high school, rapping in front of the whole school. It was nerve wracking. I had social anxiety, but that's exactly how I broke it was doing stuff like that. So I was like, if this is going to make me a better person, well, let's do it. And ever since then, I just think like I grew from it. Yeah. It was a whole crazy experience, man. And I used the positives in this crazy negative. Like, yes, I lost my father. Rest in peace. I love him to bits. But if he was still here, who knows who I would be and what I'd be doing. Who, I, I, I might even be like into drugs or whatever. I don't know. But like I, I made this negative thing into something incredibly positive and I'm grateful mm -hmm. for it. That's exactly what he would have wanted. You know what I mean? So yeah, you turn the tables on yourself, right? Like it's, it's in that situation too. You found a way to escape everything and move forward. Exactly, man. Like a lot of teens that are going through sh like stuff, they, you know, turn to drugs, alcohol, suicidal tendencies. I mean, I've been there not with drugs, but alcohol abuse and suicidal thoughts, but my whole shtick with this music stuff is to com is to combat that. I make mm -hmm. sad music the majority of the time because of what I'm feeling inside and I don't want people to feel that way. So I want them to know that they're not alone. So yeah, man pretty intense Can we, let's actually we should jump into that a bit more because i think when you look at a lot of rap music like actually like especially the whole like the soundcloud era oh yeah where that's a whole new thing it's a, it's brand new and a lot yeah. of it is defined by sad rap or you get the way that people rappers brand themselves as other sad rappers yeah right so like sort of jump into jump into that and sort and break the ice and just what is when it comes to writing about heartbreak do you keep it positive or do you just dwell in the sadness at the same time i have a hard time letting go of stuff like a really hard time um because I, I find that like if you just think of your your past it'll continue to push you forward in the right direction so if you don't forget pain you'll remember that place you're at and you won't want to go back so i think that a lot of rappers nowadays they pry on that kind of thing and a lot of these rappers actually grew up on like my chemical romance you know what i mean and then they were like they started sampling that kind of stuff into their music. Mm -hmm. A lot of these sad rappers and quotes, they're sampling old metal songs that, that sound sad and it just has a vibe. So I don't know. I, I tend to dwell and I think that these people do. They might have influence from like, you know, drugs because that's a lot of topic and it's a big topic in hip hop now. Just yeah. abusing that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know, man. SoundCloud wave is a whole new thing. Yeah, because a lot of it is emo inspired. Big time. 
Hundred <laughs> percent. Even like even the rise of Triple X Tentacion. I love him to death. Yeah, lo- he he went through some some shit, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like a lot of people actually hated him when he first started because of like all the crazy stuff he was doing in his past. But he's a prime example of you know people can change, and like have you ever read the allegations against him? I didn't really jump in it too much, but like I don't want to misquote it, so I'm not gonna mention it. But like. It was, like, what I read, I believe I read, was, like, really messed up. And, like, he was just trying to correct his wrongs. If you listen to his couple albums before he passed away, the whole message from his music when he started being aggressive and angry and loud completely dimmed. And it was just, like, I'm sorry kind of vibe. And it was it was amazing. And so many people, like, appreciated his music after that. And it just goes to show that people change. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. Like, it's definitely just... The vibe changes once your tone changes. Yeah. If there's no personal growth, then, like, you're going to be in the same footsteps you are every day. So, yeah. like, yeah, if you're not moving forward, what are you doing with your music? What are you doing as a human being? You know what I mean? I try to learn something every day, whether it's a new math problem, a new word, a new something in the software that I'm not familiar with. I'm always trying to grow because if I don't, I'm not going to get anywhere with music. I'm not going to develop as a human being. My brain's going to stand still and I'm going to fail at whatever I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, I. Yeah, a lot of people uh, need to step up and realize that. Is there an area that you haven't touched on yet that you just want to start exploring then? Recently, it's been singing. Like, I, I've been self-conscious because I don't have the deepest of voice, right? So a lot of the music that I listen to tends to be, like, it's just in, like, a minor key, really deep tones, uh, monotone rapping. And it's like, I can't jive with that kind of stuff. Cause, well, I mean, I can jive with it, but I can't do it. I can't mm-hmm. physically do it. So I've been trying to, like, find a way... To branch off into that kind of sound and it's just like it's been hard but i'm trying to pull it off and singing is a whole other thing never been great at like just singing like i just can't <laughs> i can't freaking sing man but for some reason i just stepped it up and been practicing a lot and like i sent you heartbreaker you told me you, you heard it and like yeah, yeah that's 100 percent singing so i think i'm i'm on the right path yeah because it's not bad like it just takes time too it's not an easy transition to go from rapping to singing and actually controlling voice tone and yeah, harmonies me. you want to have a sing off right now <laughs> yeah i'm good but uh you sure let's do it let's sing mariah carey my heart will go on uh, is it absolutely not, is it no that's celine dion isn't it or that is it? that's celine dion celine dion yeah. you want to do it can you hit the titanic high note bro i can't i can't reach that shit that's uh that's way too high for me mm. <laughs> i'm like i'm a my singing voice i find is that low it's the middle range. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, sometimes I can hit that high. But it depends on how much control I have and how intention, how much intention I have. Lies is how much alcohol is in your system, isn't it? And how confident you are. Like, how confident you are just because of the liquor. Actually, confidence. I think that's a key for me. Let's do it. Come on. I ain't judging. I mean, the whole world's right here listening, but I, I, I mean, I yeah. Judging, bro. Let's do it. All right, you first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember the words. Oh, uh, oh man, the Titanic song, I don't know. And I, I will always love you. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not taking it serious, but like, neither am I. Do it, do it. All right, do it. And I will always love you. He went low. 
I don't think you. I don't think you heard the song in a while because that's not where the note goes. But I was. Uh, I was for my own like creative twist, you know. Nice, nice. Yeah. Because yeah. copyright infringement, right? Like exactly. now, you, now you might get demonetized because I just sang that beautifully and perfectly. Exactly. They're gonna think she was really here. So I had to make sure that we went a note low, so I, so UMG doesn't sue me. Exactly, hundred percent agree. <laughs> Which is kind of great. It's a random side note, but if anyone wants to explore a great topic, just look up Universal Music Group and what they're doing on YouTube. It's quite it's nutty, eh? Like they're pinning a lot of people. I remember, like, I just shot a music video for the guy in Timmins. I used like two seconds of a clip of like some opera, and yeah. like the whole video got demonetized. And it's like, you technically, if you're looking at it in retrospect, you probably own 1% because I used like a two second clip. So they, I can't, I mean, we can toss them the couple pennies that 2% is, but they demonetized the whole video. We had to change out the audio. Yeah. So it's like, are you, are you effing kidding me, man? Like that's. But how does that, when it comes to sampling, is that the same or? I, I don't know. Cause like, I think, um, some, I mean, a lot of people use like free samples that you can find on like looperman.com and stuff like that. But to sample a, a world famous song, you might have to either clear it with the person if they're still alive or like the person who created the beat. I don't mm. know. Like I, I never really dug into it. I just have producers make make their own stuff and how they go about it. I don't know. But like I, I do have a song called Dreamland and that actually sampled. Um, oh, what's the band name? Some rock band that I heard on Q92 and never heard of before. Uh, Matthew Perry? No, Matt. It's Matthew something. Matthew Goodband. Goodband. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. It was a Matthew Goodband song, and the whole sample, like the whole song, is a sample, like just played on like different chops. But I didn't get pinned for it, so I don't know. Like, <laughs> UMG, well, yeah, <laughs> UMG ain't finding out yet. But yeah, yeah, it's true because I mean, you can you hear a lot of like a lot of rap music, especially, is built on samples. But if if you're not found out, then you're in the clear until they find out. And they sue you and get like you know quarter million if we made it big. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of dips in your bank account just a wee bit. But do you rely on samples like when you write and pr- pr- produce? Do I what? Sorry. Do you rely on samples to get? Do I rely on? Sa- no, never, never. I never do that. Um, like I mean, maybe the odd time back in the day, I would pay homage to a rapper. Like let's just say Biggie Small said something. I would repeat like half the bar and just like flip it after, mm-hmm. like just to pay homage to someone. I grew up to listening to, but I would never like steal a bar or like just sample them full out because I, I don't know, like you might get pinned, like we were saying, you might get demonetized. Yeah. And as an independent artist, that's not a risk you want to take. So it's like, yeah, maybe maybe the song will be catchy. It might even blow up. But the fact that you wouldn't be making a penny off of that, is it even worth it at that point? And if you get caught and the song gets taken off airwaves when it was a hit exactly is just, that just like destroy spirit exactly you go from the charts to nothing and no one remembers you i can't tell you the countless amount of people that have one hit wonders like come on like it happens every day but when it comes to actually recording and working with the technical side of it mm-hmm. how is the how is the process of starting it and all the mistakes that you would come across like when i first started oh man cheap microphone cheap programs like there's so many times where I would like have my lap like little stupid notebook at the time. Like it was like a, like a two hundred dollar laptop. That's what I was recording on. It was garbage. But I would run like the cheapest program I could find. I'd plug my USB microphone in there, and half the time it wasn't even the USB mic recording the audio. But I just I was too dumb to know. I was like thirteen or whatever. So I'd be mixing audio from a webcam, <laughs> and it just. Uh, 
even then, man, like I actually used when I first started a rock band mic, you know, like rock band from PlayStation. Oh man, dude. And it, it actually worked though. So, I mean, I didn't have money or a way to go to a store to buy a, an actual mic and yeah. Hey, whatever works, I guess. Right. Like, yeah. And then just mixing in general is just so complicated because like a lot of people I find when I go to their house and I'm watching them mix, they're using the same settings for every song because like, oh, it's my voice. But what they're not taking account for is like the beat itself has a different equalizer on it. Like maybe it'll have more highs than the last beat that you used. There'll be more bass. So to yeah. combat that, you got to add more like treble to your voice so it doesn't fall into the bass line of the song. So if you're using the same settings in every song, congratulations. Right you lost yourself in the majority of your tracks. So like learning that was just a pain. But back in the day, there was none of this new like grunge, insane bass bullshit that we have now. So it's just like basic boom bap stuff. You can't really screw it up back in the day. So yeah, that's- Yeah, it's it's kind of, and honestly you're right. Like it's hard to lose that. It's hard to lose the style when you know that the rhythm's gonna be consistent. Mm -hmm. You know what the sound's gonna be doing all the time. Yeah, it's not anymore. Do like just going to buy beats on like Beatstar or something like that, or just having producers hit me up and sending me beats. The amount of like, they just like they go from like one side of the spectrum to the other, and it's like polar opposites, and it's crazy. Like some sounds you never think you'd hear, and it's just I didn't think this would be considered music, <laughs> like kind of thing. <laughs> like it's definitely changed. The style is converted into like some sort of insanity. Yeah, Ex actually, tell us about the process of having producers work with you. Because a lot of people that are in any other genre or anyone that doesn't work with rap probably hasn't had to have go through experience of having a producer give you a beat where you test it and that whole, the dance yeah, of yeah. finding the right beat. Yeah. Um, well, lately, for some odd reason, I don't know why, but my Facebook just like blew up after the tour. And then ever since then, I've been getting like random inboxes from producers everywhere around the globe. Like everywhere on the globe i had dudes from africa hit me up and stuff and uh this one dude who messages me he's like i'm sending you an, an email give me your email so i send him my email literally inboxes me like almost a gig worth of beats i had like 40 50 no problem beats and um anyway I, I went through them all i wrote a list down of the ones that i like and i was like give me a bundle price we'll see what you're asking and then he would give me a license, like you're allowed a hundred thousand streams on Spotify and whatnot. But lately, there hasn't been any of that. Like, right. If you buy my beats, you get unlimited everything, music videos, copyright for everything. So that's the dance that I've been dealing with. People just hitting me up, and if I don't find a guy on Facebook or something like that or whatever, if they don't get in touch with me, I'll just go to Beatstars.net or .com and just surf around. That means a bit more expensive, and the leases. There's a lot of terms you got to follow unless you buy exclusives. Mm. But that's uh that's pretty much it man it's, it's like what's the so what does it cost if you go through like say beatstar what is a cost for something like that per beat every producer is different so like if you go on youtube right now and you search up any like you know uh, little wayne type beat you'll get like they'll say free on it you click on it you search it up on beatstar it's definitely not free so if you're going to try to monetize it using the free version you're screwed you're going to get busted with copyright stuff and get a lawsuit on your ass but if I go and find that same uh, song on BeatStars, I check the lease, maybe it'll be like $30, you'll get 3,000 streams, and then you'll find another beat from a different producer for $30, and you'll get 100,000 streams. You can you can kind of make the own, your own license when you're selling beats. You're under your own rules, you're your own boss, right? Right. So the conditions change all the time. So if any rapper out there is listening right now and you're just starting to buy beats, 
read the freaking fine print, bro. Like go through it all. There's like three pages of stuff you gotta pay attention to. Sometimes you're not even allowed to put on a radio station, but as if they're gonna even catch you. You know, if it's of like a, a local stuff, like I've been on, you know, uh, 90, like uh, Hot 93.5. So it's like if some dude from California, what is he gonna do? Tune into that radio online? Like he's not gonna find out, but. That's insane though, because the fact that they can limit it to 3,000 streams means that you, your song can't blow up. It has it's, to be a deep Exactly. Cut. So what happens when you reach 3,000? You have to release that beat. So lately, I've been just aiming for like 70,000, 300,000 streams like from these producers. Because if I'm buying something for 70,000 streams and I can monetize it, the return I'm going to get is like, you know, maybe a couple thousand. So mm. that 25 out of my initial pocket, no problem. I can just, with the money I get back, I can just go and buy the full beat exclusive for like 600 bucks. So if it does blow up, 100% rights are mine. So it's expensive though, if you wanna buy exclusives. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't ridiculous. sound cheap. Not at all. You know, something just popped in my head. You remember LimeWire? Yeah. You remember Morpheus? How crazy was that <laughs> shit? How nuts was that? That's true. Soldier Boy blew up on LimeWire because what he would do is go in like corner stores, buy magazines to find out who's popping. And let's just say like In the Club by 50 Cent came out. He would record Crank That. Remember that song? Like Crank That Soldier Boy. Yoo! That's a classic. Yeah. And he would put it on LimeWire and he would label it 50 Cent in the club. So when people would go and download 50 Cent, they would just hear Soldier Boy Benny Ho. And they'd be like, who the hell is this? <laughs> and then that's how he got rich, man. Nuts. And, and even in the music video, that's why it says. Yeah, it's crazy. Who the hell is Soldier Boy? Yeah. Like, but I mean, even like he's a legend regardless. Uh, the can't. amount of things that he's branded with his name. Bro. Like he has the Soldier headphones. Bro. He has the Soldier drinks. Bro. His video game console. Come yeah. on. How much of a joke is that? He's like, let's just buy $60 game consoles with a, a freaking uh, camera memory card upload a bunch of Nintendo games that I don't own, sell it to the masses for quadruple the price and get completely pinned by Nintendo. Right now, his competition isn't even Dr. Dre. It isn't uh, Little Wayne. It isn't, you know, Little Yachty. It's freaking Nintendo. Yeah. That's his biggest competition right now. It's pretty insane. It's just, it's, and you, and it's, <laughs> I think it wasn't until maybe this year that I found out all these things that he made. It's so sad. But it's just, it is. It's hilarious. It's genius. It's so genius. If you get caught with the lawsuit and you're going after Nintendo, you'll get laughed at. But the press that you'll get. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're right. It's not even really that. It's it's so, it's so not even sad when you realize how clever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, back on this whole, like, buying a beat thing. If I made, like, this whole legal dispute with some beat producer who was, like, trying to sue me and I just... I went off my rocker causing a bunch of drama and it got like picked up by TMZ. Am I stupid for acting up or did I just get famous because now I'm in TMZ's camera? Yeah. You know what I mean? So all these like Kanye West is a perfect example of that. The dude's a nutcase, but like, I don't know if he's actually like, or if he's just doing it as a marketing tactic, how is he still relevant? His last album was trash. Like a lot of his new music is I don't know. I can't jive with it. But yeah, a lot of the last three years of Kanye West is just it's different. It is, yeah. I think it's the Kardashian curse, bro. Anyone who's after a Kardashian with that. I mean, how do you not go nuts looking at that butt? <laughs> yeah. In the same room as that. You just lose and it's also like line. stylistically, too, because even when like Graduation Day came out mm -hmm. and all those albums, he sort of set the tone for the next five to ten years. Yeah, it was amazing hip hop. Yeah, like, all falls down by Kanye West. I'll still play that any day of the week. If well, even Jesus walks. I mean, a great song, great song. But 
like, did you hear that new song? Like, it's like, poop-a-dee-scoop. Yeah. Scoop-a-dee-boop. Boop-dee-scoop. And he's amping it up at the beginning. He's like, this next part, this next part, bro, is bars. It's so bars. And then he just, poop-a-dee-scoop. scoop a Like, come on, man. That's how you stay relevant. That's what I mean. You just act up and you, you just talk shit. And we're talking about it right now. It's true. If it wasn't for that song, I wouldn't have brought up Kanye. Like, <laughs> but it's also, it's, I sort of feel like he's just playing into meme culture at this point. You know, like like the Lil Nas X approach of just delving into meme culture. in the back. <laughs> and like, have, but have you heard the Lil Nas X song, Family? It is, it's a solid, when it comes to like the societal pop culture. Yeah. It's killing it on the charts. Really? But it's just, it's like, it, it draws from so many memes and the things that you avoid. <laughs> yeah. A, a one thing that's been popping lately is dances. Dances, man. Like, every song's got a dance. And I think that was, and again, Soldier Boy. Really, the battery's dead, bro? Yeah, no. Oh, my God. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, dances. It's true. Actually, dances, when it comes to just every song has a set dance, and it's just... Once again, I think it was Soldier Boy who pioneered that, though. Like, crank that. Before that, what was it really? You know, I, I mean, there was a little bow wow at a, for a time, or was that he after Soldier Boy? I don't know. Bow wow was a little boss. Remember, like Mike, like that movie. Yeah, like, he was just a he was killing it. Like when he was a kid, he got signed when he was like thirteen years old. He was on the road with like Snoop Dogg and stuff like that. Imagine being thirteen years old around the most notorious like dope head in the planet. Like, <laughs> like I'd lose my mind. And where is he now? Right. <laughs> in the cameras of TMC because he's going crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's having his Justin Bieber moment at this point, which is okay. It's fair. I don't know. I heard there was like some. I don't know if it was like a domestic or something like that. But he was uh, he was dealing with like some court case, and I don't know what it was all about. I don't know if it was actually even a domestic. You know, so if you hear this, my bad, bow wow. But um, I don't know. Like he was dealing with some stuff. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts about like just hip hop in general and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I heard this a while back. So I don't know. Uh, he was talked about though. I mean, <laughs> so he's still relevant somehow. Yeah. Where do you see like where do you see hip hop going in Sudbury? Is there a direction of sound that you see it going? Um, like me in specific, like me in general. Yeah. Um, I think I'm finding my lane now. Like I was very, uh, I was very kind of like blocked off on everything and didn't really want to experiment. But I think that now I've opened up my horizon. It's just kind of working. Oh, and their cameraman's having an issue. What's up, cameraman? Uh, still saying the same thing. We got a problem. Yeah. Need the rapper to do some technical difficulty troubleshooting. Well, a little it, bit. It of, is your uh, camera, so just turn it off and back on. We'll see yeah, what happens. Oh shoot! In the studio, we're having us. We're getting some. Double footage. Double I was going to say footage. triple, but audio is not technically footage. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Uh, press shutter release button. There you go. Ta-da. Look at that. The problem is fixed. And... I believe so, but now the, the battery case part won't close. Oh, there we go. Dope. <laughs> Look at that. <coughs> now we're back to like, now we're back to double visual. <laughs> Um, capturing yeah so back to that question yeah i compl- i just opened up my horizons like i, I want to do more melodic stuff and i came to like the- there's like a recipe when you're making a song it's like cooking if you screw one element up like if you're making a cake and you don't put eggs congratulations your cake is shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean so i i kind of found that now in music what i tend to do is 
I have to dumb it down in a sense. I can't be the most lyrical person in the world, but I also have to make it back to my roots. I can't dumb it down to that extent, but I have to make it catchy. So like in the single that I'm releasing, what are you doing over there? You're creeping. You're creeping around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's perfect. So this is an uh, this is an aux chord. Yeah, so we're golden. We are good. We okay. can play a single later. Yeah, no, but I, I find that the, the recipe now for uh, music is like, dumb down the chorus so everyone can chant because that's because everyone wants to chant everyone loves something they'll remember you know if you can't remember the first time here exactly like unless you're like a rap god and you listen to super fast music and you can catch every word it's like oh you're not going to remember a song if it's not catchy so like the single super easy chorus then there's a part where it sings and it's just like it's a chant everyone will be able to chant it that's kind of the direction i want to go in i want to have some lyrics that are very like pretty lyrical in the hook uh, in the verses but then the hook just have it a party anthem where people can remember it and you know vibe with it and be one with it yeah because you want your crowd to be able to sing with your spell like with your chorus especially that's a time that you're Fans can jump in and 100%. follow along without you having to provoke it. I have an idea. Let's play a game. Okay. You say a rapper or I say a rapper and you have to tell me the first thing that pops in your head. Like first song. Like if I, say, if I say like DMX, what's the first thing that pops in your head? I would say Eminem. You would say Eminem? I would go to a rapper. I'm blanking on a song name right now. Okay. So, okay. So Eminem though, like what would be the first song that pops in your head and why? For me, it's either rap, it's rap god, just because it's more recent. Really? Yeah. I was thinking like Mockingbird or Superman. Can't be your Superman. Can't be like because it's just. I wasn't a fan of that. I wasn't a fan of Superman though. Oh, I love. Like it's melodic, but I don't know. True. Or without me. Right, like everyone knows it. Like iconic song. You hear it. I know what that song is. Yeah. As if, as if but it, God. I don't know, man. At Deep Cut, that I've always been a fan of as like a secret crush for when it comes to Eminem tracks is 3 a.m. Okay. Off yeah. the relapse album. It's always been one of those that I can go back to it every year and sort of appreciate it. Hmm. All right. It's a very odd like Eminem deep cut that you avoid because it's pretty low-key trash. <laughs> but it's also decent at the same time. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. Eminem, like Kamikaze was all right. There was a lot of good material there, but I'm a huge fan of his old stuff. But his new stuff, like you, you put it on, I'm going to just tell you to turn it off. Like I'm just yeah. not, a, I can't do it. I just can't. There's 100%. It. Sucks. It sucks. Do you find that, do you find that your old music is what you prefer to listen to versus now? Or like, are you going through that opposite switch? It all depends. Like I can't say it's a, quote-unquote classic because <laughs> you know it's definitely not because you're not there yet exactly but, yeah. but there is like a few random hidden gems that i really like but besides that oh man the rest of my music was trash like I, you know i've been doing it since i was 13 never deleted a song never yeah you can hear my first song somewhere and i'm not telling you where but you can hear it <laughs> it is physically possible and um yeah it sucks but i i keep it though because like if you know people who tell me that they found it because they dig, they dug for it. They hear it. They're like, "Dude, you came a long way." And it's like, that's why I keep it on. You can either make fun of me for it, and if you think that's me at that current time, like if you listen to my first song today and you're like, "Man, this rapper's trash," but you don't, you think that's my most recent song, like you're an idiot. <laughs> like I don't watch you as a fan anyway. <laughs> and that's that's a good thing. I've noticed that with like with my poetry too. Mm. Because you do slam, uh, slam yeah, poetry, like, slam and written. Oh. And so three years ago, I wrote a twenty-five poem collection. 
that was all structural and rhyming. Mm-hmm. And I just look back at it as like the beginning point of this was terrible, but I can grow from here, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of sure. like, it's nice that you have the rap music do the same thing. Cause you can, oh, yeah, really, man. you can always look back at that. I got like old written that I look at and I'm like, shit, I can't even read my own handwriting at that <laughs> point. Like it's, everything grew penmanship and skill. Like, dude, it's a chicken scratch. I could write you an oxycontin prescription like that. <laughs> Those are the best part about cleaning your room or like your childhood <sighs> bedroom, because you find these notebooks that you had when you were 13 that had these songs on it that were just trash dude no no <laughs> i actually just went through this like i just clean like i dug like all this random stuff that i had like in boxes okay oh, i'm so sorry if you hear this girl i'm not gonna say your name we're gonna call you margaret because that's the most unattractive name but so quote unquote this person margaret okay uh every day in high school she'd be at my locker and like people would call her my dog like straight up she'd follow me around she'd bring me to classes you know, like she was oh, like man. hooked and every day she had a note and it got to the point, dude, where there was teardrops and mascara falling on the pages. And why aren't you taking me to the death? This guy having a party. Why can't you go with me? And I kept them all like I kept them all. Dude, I had like my word, like the thickness of the Bible. Like it was the funniest shit. And like now me and my girlfriend, we just like looked and went through that. And I'm like, you see all those teardrops? Yeah, it's because I wouldn't date her. You see these teardrops? Oh, it's because we didn't go to the dance. And, oh, I love it. Oh, it's so funny. That's just so awkward though too. I, I, it was hilarious, <laughs> man. Like I'm surprised she didn't bring me a lunch every day. But you know, she, she gave me a hug every morning and brought me to class. Made sure I got there safe, you know. <laughs> my own little bodyguard it's just like the opposite 90 pound of, woman <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the opposite of every hollywood film it's always the guy doing that to the girl but in this case <laughs> it was it was awesome i mean like people were like shit he's got game and i'm like i don't want it <laughs> i don't want to do this like <laughs> i don't really need this game i'm uh, i'm good <laughs> she's all right but you know hey kudos to you margaret if you're still out there you know if you're still doing your thing so before i leave i gotta say one thing um so shout out to the guys, like the local legends who have been doing it since day one. Um, these guys I looked up to since I was a kid. You know, that's the reason why I got into it. I thought it was possible because I seen guys moving like that. And I was like, shit, this is a thing. And the shout out to the guys who are still doing it, busting their butts. I see them like there's, you know, like tons of kids out there. Some of them have amazing talent. Some of them need work, but a lot of them have talent. So big ups. If you're doing it, don't don't quit. Like there's a possibility to make it. I don't care what stage you're at. Just don't give up. And then shout out to the people who are. Okay, I thought that was a Medigas fan that just passed by. I was going to say, what up, Medigas? Um, shout out to the guys who I went on tour with. Like I said, Bobo, Alcatraz, Tactics, uh, Status 631 from New York, my brother. Shout out to like just all these guys that have been treating me with so much love and respect. It's, rid- it's really a, a family at this point. So uh, for real, if, if I rise, you rise with me. And I know it's, it's reciprocated. There's so much love. So, And uh, where can we find you? K-O-N-C-E-P-T 705 on Instagram. I am Concept on uh, SoundCloud and Spotify, iTunes, uh, Tidal, Amazon Music, all that fun stuff is coming soon. August 11th. August 11th. I can't say it enough. August freaking 11th is when the single drops. So please don't miss it. It's called My Weakness. You can even follow me on Facebook. It's, you know, Concept with a K or even my personal Facebook. Eric Pettyclair, you'll find just me. Just take your pick, really. Dude, just follow me because I, I love this city. I just want to make sure that it's good vibes and good energy all the way. Yeah, you want to so. make sure the entire city grows. Exactly. Oh, and shout out to Dad Bod. 
It's true. Shout out to he shouts me out every time he's on this radio. So like, <laughs> shout out to Dad Bod. That guy's such a genuine human being and so talented for a one man band. It's freaking amazing, right? Never heard yet. Yeah, and thanks for um, thanks for concept for coming in. It was anytime, man. It was actually so fun. I hope to come back. 